Abbey United, Kalani United, Arrowheart, Ahana Celtic, Ballymore Celtic, Manor Rangers, Ben Bulban FC, Yates United, Dramore Villa, Carrick Town, Boyle Celtic, Gertrude Celtic, St John's, Valley Rovers, Valley Gawley Celtic, Polly Bowles, Eel Tober, Grand Celtic, Ballyclare United, Merville United. Glass and it's growing Welcome to the Youth Soccer Podcast, and as per usual, Tina Byrne is in studio. Tina, how are you? Hi, Austin, how are you? I'm good. I'm very I'm well, I'm very well. Are you glad to see the bid for Euro 2028 gone in? I am. I yeah. am. I sure am. It's a. It's a lot. It's a. Seems a long way away, but as as we know, these things sort they'll of they'll creep up on they'll us. They'll creep up exactly. I they mean, will. can we believe it's April already? I think I can still remember New Year's Day <laughs> this year, and here That's we are, right. four right. months later. So it's uh, it's amazing. Time time flies, and I think old age uh, <laughs> it goes faster. <laughs> We're getting younger with age, Tina. That's what we'll tell ourselves. That's what we'll tell ourselves. I forgot. I forgot to say that. Yes. You're okay. Right. You're right. We're going to skip past the result sequence and get into some of your features matches to begin because you've been on the road this weekend Tina uh, with the boys under 17 playoff under 12, 12 yes. playoffs no I well uh, during the week I went out to Valley Rovers to watch the uh, semi-final against Kulani United now honestly the weather was absolutely I couldn't I had to oh, look at the calendar you were biblical rain as well I am not joking you it was biblical it was unbelievable and I certainly there was a good few people there in fairness um, Kulani had travelled over and um, but but the, the conditions were so so difficult but it didn't stop the, the, the earnest um, uh, actions of both teams they presented themselves they tugged out and it was a really really tight game with some very close in close encounters of the first second and third kind of some goal mouth action um anyway it finished nil nil at full time and i thought oh my god like they have to go again and at this stage now the sky was as black as you've ever seen it and it was only like half seven in the evening um so they went into um extra time and kulani nicked a goal in um, in extra time, and it was it was honestly it was it was joy joy unbridled joy because uh, that meant that they were into the final. But in fairness, they um, the coach of Valley is uh, Fergal Davy, and he is originally, I believe, from Kulani. So there was a lot of cross sort of, you know, there was there was there was a lovely sort of a, a nice banter there between the teams. Uh, both uh, both coaches and both uh, sort of staff were all sort of encouraging all the boys and there was everybody played and it was great. But Kulani won that and then they had to face into the final of that um against Drumahair. And unfortunately um that game went Drumahair's way. Um, they won on penalties. It went to sudden death and they won on penalties. So um, at the end, Drumahair, um, I was thinking about them when they, on, the, on the jingle coming in. They're the last team mentioned, uh, but they they're certainly weren't last in that, in that game. So, so they came out the, the winners in, in that game. So um, a shield victory for, for, so, for so Drumahair. So you got a penalty shootout to boot as well, Tina. Yeah, so I mean, there's, uh, you know, I didn't get to that, to that but uh, it's... it's, uh, it's um, it it was it was uh, unbelievable. You know, just the whole the whole yeah. the, the semi was so tight, and it shows you when it comes down to those when the when you get to that end time of the season, you know the games are so so tight. Um, but everybody really the 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 
if you were marking them for effort alone and, and just given it their all, you couldn't fault any of them and especially the, the conditions were horrendous. I was kind of surprised. I thought, God, will this game, will the pitch be able to hold it? But uh, it it held up fine, and uh, there was some there was some lovely football played, despite the despite the the sideways rain as we we call it now. But uh, all in all, a good a good um, a good season for 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 both clubs, and uh, I'm hoping to see all those um, all those uh, boys back playing next year if if they're at the same age group or if they're moving up an age category. Undoubtedly, one of the performances of the week: the Ara Harps girls under sixteen team who have a national final to look for. To. Yes, honestly, I uh, I was I was very pleasantly surprised. And again, it's not that I started the the, the podcast this week not com- commending Arrow Harps. As I said to you before, we we started. It's a fantastic achievement, unbelievable. And when you see a, a, a game of that proportion going, it was one nil. You always expect these games are so so tight. They were playing a team called Ballyhays Celtic, and. Um, there was one one uh, one goal in it, and I know there was a couple of chances for both sides. I know um, there was some great saves, there was some um, unbelievable near misses chances, but it, it's fantastic that Arrow Harps um, and particularly that that group of girls they have they have a, a, a brilliant sort of a, a a team sort of they're very tight because a lot of them played with uh, with Kula as well. But I know Orla Scanlon had a couple of chances. Um, Kira Gilligan, Leanne Galvin. I, I I say these names quite quite regularly here on the um on the on the podcast, but they scored a goal. Um Avian Conlon by all accounts was tremendous um from the at, in the back in the backs and they came out. So that is uh the, what the next game fixture for them is the All Ireland final and it will be played the weekend of the thirteenth and fourteenth of May versus Carrick United. So I think Carrick United are from I think it's Waterford or yeah, Waterford or Tip, I think, down there. So that'll be at a neutral venue. So much kudos to everybody involved with that Arrow Harps under 16 because I know when you move up age groups the the, the toughness of the game you look it gets physical as in the strength of, of of these players is is incredible so we're delighted to have Arrow Harps representing the league in the in the All-Ireland under 16 final it's a super result and I suspect that some of those cool post primary school girls who uh, did perform with distinction at Connacht level might have been part of that team as well and they're in the All-Ireland Under-16 Trophy final. Good luck to the Ara Harps girls. You were also keeping an eye this week, Tina, on the girls under-14, top of the table clash, so to speak, Colani United and Carrick Town. I was, I was, because, and again, I think the, um, the these two teams, and it, it shows the, uh, it shows the, I suppose, the, the strength of of the league. The, these two teams are are very very tight at the top of the table, and they probably have been the two standout teams in this age category this this year. Um, and again, you know, no, nothing nothing in it between uh, nothing in it between between them. And it comes down to um, it comes down to uh, uh, I, I'm going to say a fumble, a, f- a fumble, and and a Carrick player um, opportunistically um, getting the foot on it. Um, and that's how it ended up, 2-1. But it was, um, I was reading some of the reports on it and 
the official, whoever officiated at it, said it was one of the finest games of football that he had seen all year. Now, I don't know, is he extending that to a sort of the youth or is he extending it to whatever? But it was tough, uh, fair, free-flowing, you know, nothing sort of, nothing edgy in the sense of, na- like, not on, on not nice edgy, but, but edgy in the sense of everybody giving 150% and the, uh, one team coming out on top. But in fairness to Kulani, they have done, I, I say this regularly here, they have been fantastic this year. They've really brought girls football. They have uh, t- to a great place and I'm sure it, along will it continue. But um, they can't be disappointed. Yes, they've lost a couple of games that uh, they probably think they would have feel they should should have won but it's it's all building blocks for for going forward going into the future and going into next season so that game ended up uh, Carrick Town 2 Kulani United 1 and that was in the girls under 14 and if if you want to read a little bit more on it it's uh, uh it's I think it's on the Carrick Town FC um Facebook and a little bit on the Kulani United Facebook page as well. We have mentioned Kilglass and Escone United's uh, youth soccer policy a number of times on this programme and recognition for one of their talented teenagers this week. Oh yeah, I mean, I like Kiva Flynn, I, I've, I've probably, I think I refed against her a, year, a couple of years ago, um, not Grinster, I refed when she was playing a couple of years ago. She um, has been sensational and has her her um her hard work and her skill and everything about her has been rewarded she got a call up to the Ireland under 16 girls team and i believe they have a game um against serbia and she's on that um she's on that on that on that squad and if i'm not mistaken she she's a midfielder on the on the, on the panel so again a midfield is is probably the toughest uh, the toughest station to man on a soccer team from purely because you have to be aiding your forwards and aiding your backs and all that but um kiva is fantastic player and really delighted to see her her um, dedication and hard work getting rewarded um, at the, at this point and we'll keep an eye out for her and I, I, you'd never know if I can manage to get across to Innescroen sometime I might try and catch up with her and see. Yeah. I'd love to hear about her experiences in the camp and, and th- all that because that's uh, that's what a lot of the, the young girls say to me, you know oh my god I'd love to play for Ireland they say when, when I ask them if they like their soccer even my own niece does always say I say what do you want to do in the future and she says I want to play for Ireland so I think you know um, the players like Kiva would, would uh, be able to give us a great insight into, into what that, that experience is like and Absolutely. I can't and I can't not mention their um, under 12 uh, boys unfortunately um, they were in the Connacht uh, semi-final shield and they had to play all their games away I think that was because of a, a pitch availability of their home pitch but they're, they've made it to, made it to the final four but unfortunately Melville FC from Longford um, emerged uh, victorious on, in that game and they, they, they won I think it was 4-0 there so um, unfortunately but again you know you don't look back and think what might have been you say we achieved this this year so I'm sure all those all those lads will be will be anxious to um, to get to get stuck in next uh, next year again that is for sure um, now you want to talk about leapfrogging? I do. Well, what do you I mean by leapfrogging? Because, as you know, um, Austin, I do 
kind of route around in the papers and in different forums, just to, I suppose, just to kind of see what's happening or what's different views and opinions. And I came on an article uh, by somebody who I have I would have a lot of time for um, in. Um, for his writing, and that is the Irish Examiner uh, journalist Coleman Nocter. He he does write a lot um, about um, different things and in sports. And I think it's because I think his children are now coming to that age where um, where where uh, you know they're participating and whatnot. But if if I must try and I'll see can I can I repin this or I wh- wh- however you do that. But he wrote an article. Um, saying that a lot of parents ask him for advice about uh, leapfrogging in underage sports. And what it is, is um, it's where a, a, a coach or a, a manager replaces a child with the player from a younger age group. You know, so say, if, for example, you have a, a load of, say, under 12s and you then bring up maybe somebody from 11, even though the, uh, you have enough people that are qualifying under that and you you play somebody from an underage group and he writes um he says like it, it it occurs when a younger child displays impressive ability within their age range and is moved up to the level above and he says while this might seem harmless we need to consider the impact on older players who are sidelined an older child is prohibited from playing in an age group below uh, to avoid injury and skill set mismatches and we all understand yet there seems to be no such rule to prevent younger children from playing above you know their age um and he said he hasn't experienced that yet with his own children, but he said loads of people have come to him and said that it has really affected their children, that they know a player who's getting a starting place uh, is younger than them and and in effect isn't classically in that age category. But again, he said in coaches' defences, they say, look, this guy is very good and whatever. And, you know, he said, this, the coaches say to, to parents, this will enhance our team's chances of winning. So he he's, he questions this win at all costs mentality mm. in in that I, when I'm talking here now I'm talking about sort of eleven twelve thirteen maybe fourteen and you know and he's saying you know he just thinks he it's really a a thought provoking article um, you know I I don't I don't know I know I speak about this sometimes but I think maybe there isn't a, a lot of consideration and he said that oftentimes parents get angry because their child is left and they feel it for them but they don't want to necessarily tackle the coach because the coaches are volunteers but you know is it, does that I don't know like I mean I think it comes down to a, a, a poli- club policies and Well whatnot. I was just going to say I mean I, I, I know there are some clubs locally in your jurisdiction Tina who have introduced a policy to counter that very point that you're making Okay um, I suppose so, some clubs would probably argue you know they need to call players up if they are short numbers Okay that's And that presumably is fine yes. that they can do that if yes. they are short numbers for, for, for a team but it certainly is a talking point. It definitely is, and I, I, I just, I, I, I like his the way he writes, and I like the way he sort of he's he's quite open to say, look, he understands both sides, but especially at that those age groups, low age groups, where you might have lads who might or girls who turn up every week for training, and the next thing on match day they see somebody who's a couple of cla- maybe a class behind them at school who they know isn't really strictly in that age category 
getting um, getting selected ahead of them. And he said, "Look, you know, it's it's um, it's it's it's." It's it's a diff- it's a tricky one, but we we probably shouldn't be so relentless about our competitiveness. That's that's what he writes. He said, you know, just be careful about our win at all costs and this relentless competitiveness because again, that affects player um, retention and whatnot. I totally accept when you go up to anything like 15, 16, 17, whatever. Yeah, you have to sort of like that. That's real life stuff. And then he said, sometimes people say, oh, sport is a life lesson and you have to, um, you know, this is, you have to learn to, you're not, you know, you mightn't get picked and all that but you know he makes a very good argument to say like stand back and think about the 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 the, the longer term effects of your of your of your actions you know yeah. and it's it's just it's a very interesting talking point but i like i just like the way he has expressed that um sentiment through the, through his 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 uh his panel or his um his irish examiner uh piece we it's, might it's share that good. article on yeah. the ocean of m sport twitter I, Col- Col- coleman nocter is the man Nocter, yeah and I, I, he's he, he's very active on Twitter, and he's 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 quite a he's I, I I like his writing, and I like the way he how he sort of expresses the the both sides of it. He's you know, and he just says, look, let, let's all be careful about a decision we make today for sixty minutes of a soccer match might have a a, a, a sort of a. a difficult effect on, on, on somebody who feels that, you know, maybe they come to training and they're contributing and they're doing their best and all that. But, you know, interesting is all I'm saying. I'm not I'm not saying people are right or wrong or anything like that, but I think it's worth a, worth a, worth a read, as, as they say. Very good. And um, in terms of what's coming down the track, we're into the finishing off period. This is going to be busy getting competitions and yeah. finals and playoffs. Absolutely. And I would just all urge... All the bits and bobs finished. Yes, I would just urge people to keep an eye on the... Um, keep an eye on the uh, the website for fixtures and it's getting to the point now where we really have to get leagues finished because if they start going into later months etc it just becomes un- unworkable and there's no there's no real break because I know a lot of parents now are running f- to Gaelic and there's like to that little couple of weeks of a crossover we try and minimise that as best we can so really I suppose you know um, looking for postponements and all that would really be discouraged Totally, because it's it's it gets untenable at at this point in the season uh, to try and facilitate all of that. So we we do our best to to make make it as uh, as inclusive and as in, uh, make sure everybody gets their games. But um, there so, comes a time when kind of no has to has to be uh, has to be said. So please bear that in mind if you're if you're if you're thinking about um, looking for um, because some leagues have still quite a few games to play, and we would just like to try and get them all uh, get them all played. Very good. Uh, carry on the great work and we have leapfrogged to the end of the podcast for and this can week I, can I just yeah. a shout out to somebody who told me they're one of my biggest fans okay. they're not a soccer player uh, it's a, 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 a lovely lady from Manor Hamilton called Josie Riley who listens she said regularly and she said she she knows a bit about soccer but that she um, enjoys the whole and she said she particularly enjoys when I interview some of the kids so I must try and get a little bit more and play all that so big shout out to Josie out in Manor Hamilton, um, and we hope to we hope that you'll 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 stay listening and 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 spread the word that we're we're on the air. Good on you, Josie. I'll assume you're a Manor Rangers supporter, and maybe we'll interview you someday. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. Tina, thank you very thank much. You, Talk to you next Sunday. Bye-bye. Thank you. Abbey United, Kalani United, Arrowheart, Ahana Celtic, Ballymote Celtic, Manor Rangers.
Ben Bulban FC, Yates United, Dramore Villa, Carrick Town, Boyle Celtic, Gertrude Celtic, St John's, Valley Rovers, Valley Gawley Celtic, Polly Bowles, Eel Tubber, Grand Celtic, Ballyxadair United, Merville United, Kilglass, Ennis Crown United, Drummer Hare FC. This is you, soccer on Ocean FC.